Long History, Sir Walter Raleigh and Virginia. Part 10. The English and the Werowances. Hello and welcome to part 10 of our series on Sir Walter Raleigh and Virginia. This series contains a total of seven documents, which look at various journeys sponsored by Sir Walter Raleigh from England to Virginia. However, the document we're currently looking at is about a year in the life of that settlement that was left behind by the English. In the first part of that document, there was a description of Virginia, and the second part begins here. This covers what's known in the document as the Conspiracy of Pemisapam, where it becomes apparent that the English and the local people in Virginia did not get along. In this episode in particular, we hear about the increasing and complicated tensions between the Europeans and the North Americans. We'll hear about this Pemisapan, but we'll also hear about Ensenor, his father, who apparently was reasonably favourable towards the Europeans. However, it's as a result of his death, which is explained during this episode, that the enmity towards the Europeans peaks. And just a note that the word Werowance in the title of this episode seems to mean king or leader, or in the context of England at the time, the queen. So before we get going, just a quick reminder that this is the 10th of an 18-part series, so I'm sure the first episode is just a few taps and clicks away if you want to start at the beginning, but each episode should be standalone. Here on Long History we cover the source documents of history, and there are plenty more already available, particularly involving the Age of Exploration and famous journeys such as those by Columbus and Magellan. So if you like the sound of that, please do follow Long History or subscribe if you can, or explore our website longhistory.net where all our episodes, over 300 now, are gathered together. So here we go with Sir Walter Raleigh in Virginia, Part 10, The English and the Werowances. The second part, touching the conspiracy of Pemisapan, the discovery of the same, and, at the last, of our request to depart with Sir Francis Drake for England. Ensenor, a savage father to Pemisapan, being the only friend to our nation that we had amongst them, and about the king, died the 20th of April 1586. He alone had before opposed himself in their consultations against all matters proposed against us, which both the king and all the rest of them after Grangemo's death were very willing to have preferred. And he was not only by the mere providence of God during his life a mean to save us from hurt, as poisonings and such like, but also to do us very great good, and singularly in this. The king was advised, and of himself disposed, as a ready mean to have assuredly brought us to ruin, in the month of March 1586 himself also, with all his savages, to have run away from us, and to have left his ground in the island unsowed, which, if he had done, there had been no possibility in common reason, but by the immediate hand of God, that we could have been preserved from starving out of hand. For at that time we had no wares for fish, neither could our men skill of the making of them, neither had we one grain of corn for seed to put into the ground. In mine absence on my voyage that I had made against the Chownists and Mangoaks, they had raised a brute among themselves, 
that I and my company were part slain and part starred by the Chownists and Mangoaks. One part of this tale was too true, that I and mine were like to be starved, but the other false. Nevertheless, until my return, it took such effect in Pemi Sapan's breast and in those against us, that they grew not only into contempt of us, but also, contrary to their former reverend opinion in show, of the Almighty God of Heaven and Jesus Christ whom we serve and worship, whom before they would acknowledge and confess the only God, now they began to blaspheme and flatly to say that our Lord God was not God since he suffered us to sustain much hunger and also to be killed of the Renipokes. For so they call by that general name all the inhabitants of the whole main of what province soever. Insomuch as old Ensenor, neither any of his fellows, could for his sake have no more credit for us, and it came so far that the king was resolved to have presently gone away, as is aforesaid. But even in the beginning of this brute I returned, which, when he saw contrary to his expectation, and the advertisement that he had received, that not only myself and my company were all safe, but also by report of his own three savages, which had been with me besides Manteo in that voyage, that is to say, Tetepano, his sister's husband, Eracano, and Cosine, that the Chanoists and Mangoaks, whose name and multitude besides their valour is terrible to all the rest of the provinces, durst not for the most part of them abide us and that those that did abide us were killed, and that we had taken Menatonon prisoner, and brought his son that he best loved to Roanoke with me. It did not a little assuage all devises against us. On the other side, it made Ensenor's opinions to be received again with greater respects, for he had often before told them and then renewed those his former speeches, both to the king and the rest, that we were the servants of God, and that we were not subject to be destroyed by them. But, contrarywise, that they amongst them that sought our destruction should find their own, and not be able to work ours, and that we, being dead men, were able to do them more hurt than now we could do being alive. An opinion very confidently at this day holden by the wisest amongst them, and of their old men, as also, that they have been in the night, being one hundred miles from any of us, in the air shot at, and stroken by some men of ours, that by sickness had died among them. And many of them hold opinion that we be dead men, returned into the world again, and that we do not remain dead but for a certain time, and that then we return again. All these speeches then again grew in full credit with them, the king and all, touching us, when he saw the small troop returned again, and in that sort from those whose names were terrible unto them. But that which made up the matter on our side for that time was an accident, yea, rather, as all the rest was, 
the good providence of the Almighty for the saving of us, which was this. Within certain days after my return from the said journey, Minatunon sent a messenger to visit his son the prisoner with me, and sent me certain pearl for a present, or rather, as Pemisapan told me, for the ransom of his son, and therefore I refused them. But the greatest cause of his sending then was to signify unto me that he had commanded Okisko, king of Wepomioc, to yield himself servant and homager to the great Weroance of England, and after her to Sir Walter Raleigh. To perform which commandment received from Menatonon, the said Okisko, jointly with this Menatonon's messenger, sent four and twenty of his principalest men to Roanoke to Pemisapan, to signify that they were ready to perform the same, and so had sent those his men to let me know that from that time forward he and his successors were to acknowledge Her Majesty their only sovereign, and next unto her, as is aforesaid. All which being done and acknowledged by them all in the presence of Pemisapan, his father, and all his savages in council then with him, it did for the time, thoroughly as it seemed, change him in disposition toward us. Insomuch as forthwith Ensenor won this resolution of him, that out of hand he should go about and withal to cause his men to set up wares forthwith for us both which he, at that present, went in hand with all, and did so labour the expedition of it, that in the end of April he had sowed a good quantity of ground, so much as had been sufficient to have fed our whole company, God blessing the growth, and that by the belly for a whole year. Besides that he gave us a certain plot of ground for ourselves to sow, all which put us in marvellous comfort, if we could pass from April into the beginning of July, which was to have been the beginning of their harvest, that then a new supply out of England, or else our own store would well enough maintain us. All our fear was of the two months betwixt, in which mean space if the savages should not help us with Chasavi and China, and that our wares should fail us, as often they did, we might very well starve, notwithstanding the growing corn, like the starving horse in the stable with the growing grass, as the proverb is, which we very hardly had escaped, but only by the hand of God, as it pleased him to try us. For within few days after, as before is said, Ensenor our friend died, who was no sooner dead but certain of our great enemies about Pemisapan, Azosakan, Aweroans, Tanaquini, and Wanchese, most principally, were in hand again to put their old practices in use against us, which were readily embraced, and all their former devices against us renewed, and new brought in question. But that of starving us by their forbearing to sow was broken by Ensenor in his life, by having made the king all at one instant to sow his ground, not only in the island, but also 
at Dasamoncapeo in the main, within two leagues over against us. Nevertheless, there wanted no store of mischievous practices among them, and of all they resolved principally of this following. First, that Okisko, king of Wepomioc, with the Mandoadges should be moved, and with great quantity of copper entertained to the number of seven or eight hundred bows, to enterprise the matter thus to be ordered. They of Wepomioc should be invited to a certain kind of month's mind which they do use to solemnise in their savage manner for any great personage dead, and should have been for Ensenor. At this instant also should the Mandokes, who were a great people, with the Chesapeans and their friends to the number of seven hundred of them, be armed at a day appointed to the main of Dasamoncapeo, and there lying close at the sign of fires, which should interchangeably be made on both sides, when Pemisapan with his troop above named should have executed me, and some of our Weroenses, as they called all our principal officers, the main forces of the rest, should have come over into the island, where they went to have dispatched the rest of the company, whom they did imagine to find both dismayed and dispersed abroad in the island, seeking of crabs and fish to live with all. So it seems that only one person amongst the locals ever really defended the English, and he only really defended them because he saw them in some sort of spiritual context. He seems to have seen the English as somehow immortal, possibly even dead already, and he seems to predict that even if they kill the English, they're going to come back for more, which turned out to be strangely true. Now the events only grew during this episode, but it's actually in the next episode where we hear about the great enterprise against the English as it's called. And this happens amidst the growing mistrust between the two groups of people, the English and the locals, and the spying and the misunderstandings between them. That's in the next episode, however. Thank you for listening to this one. Before you move on, please do give this episode a like and share it if you can with any like-minded people. Any help appreciated. This was Sir Walter Raleigh in Virginia, Part 10. The English and the Werowances. Goodbye.